Welcome to season two of the unfamiliar shift with Ariella, the boutique lifestyle leaders associations, hospitality show. This is a podcast about the boutique hospitality community and how it's top industry executives and leaders stay up to date on the best innovative trends in boutique hotels all around the world. Each season, I bring my favorite visionaries to candidly discuss new philosophies, ideas, and innovations in the hospitality industry, primarily the boutique community. I'm excited to share with you some of my intimate conversations with these extraordinary leaders as we navigate the unfamiliar shift of boutique hospitality. This episode is sponsored by Solanus, the property management solution for boutique hotels. Hey listeners, welcome to the inaugural episode of season two of The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella, a BLLA production. Thank you so much to our sponsor Solanus for their incredible support of our mission to create a platform for boutique hospitality leaders to have a voice. Today we're journeying to the heart of Paris's Pigalle neighborhood with a truly special guest. Introducing Charlotte. Charlotte Gomez de Orozco, the brilliant mind behind Oi Hotel Paris. Oi, which stands for Home of Yoga and translates to today in Spanish, is not just a hotel, but a transformative experience. Imagine a space where yoga pulses through its veins, where every room is a blend of feng shui and eco-conscious design, and where dining is a plant-based culinary delight. Charlotte, with her rich Franco-Mexican heritage and deep-rooted passion for hospitality, has crafted Oi to be the epitome of sustainable luxury. Drawing from her childhood memories in Mexico, her family's traditional approach to hospitality, and her modern vision for a more responsible hotel industry, she's reshaping the way we think about travel and wellness. Dive in with us today as we explore Charlotte's vision for a hotel that places both people and planet at the forefront. Let's get inspired by Charlotte's tale of innovation, sustainability, and heart. Hello, and welcome to season two of The Unfamiliar Shift. I'm so excited for our first guest of this season, Miss Charlotte, who's over in Corsica. Um, We met a couple of years ago, and I've just been loving what you've built in Paris and your mindset and your aesthetic and your values. So I'm so excited about today's conversation. So today I'm joined by Charlotte Gomez de Orozco, founder of Hoy Hotel Paris. Welcome, Charlotte. Hello, Aurelia. Thank you very much for having me. So what's it like in Corsica right now? How hot is it? Well, actually, it was really, really hot uh, in the beginning of the month, which was like, as always, a bit scary because we're not used to this heat. And it uh, reminds us that we have to be, you know, all more conscious about everything that's happening in the world. But right now, everything just came back to normal. And, um, and yeah, no, it's sunny outside. I'm, you know, with my hair, all of like, uh, like sea hair and everything and super excited to be here and to be able to speak about my experience and how hoping that this can uh, help other uh, people or, you know, just connect to other people. So I'm, I'm super place to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, let's just start off with the concept. So you have this really cool yoga hotel in Paris. Can you explain to us the concept, the ethos, the values behind this hotel? 
course. Um, so I am uh, from a hospitality family and always have been uh, really interested about the uh, the experience of the clients and and about uh, uh, you know having people around me and and and, and just uh, creating a good experience for people. And I started yoga. Uh, six or seven years ago and fell completely in love with the practice of yoga. And uh, every time that I that I traveled, I was looking for a place where I could sleep, where I could eat, where I could do yoga. And uh, we can find these types of hotels in Morocco, in Bali, but never in big cities. And uh, I used to travel a lot to Berlin, to Amsterdam, to Madrid with a couple of friends, even for my hospitality, uh, like for my hospitality research where, you know, I love to travel and I love to visit other hotels. And I could never find an hotel like this. So the idea was creating the first yoga hotel. So that means uh, there's a whole floor dedicated to the yoga practice. So we have uh, between six and eight hours of yoga a day. And we have uh, from a yin, super slow yoga class to a really uh, amazing, a hot core um, vinyasa class. But I, I, I also wanted to put some like spirituality there. So we created also a meditation room where we do um, sound healing uh, ceremonies, where we host actually some uh, Reiki um, classes. So we also teach Reiki there. And uh, so that was like the heart of the project was to be able to um, really like the, the yoga was supposed to be at the heart of the hotel. And then with that uh, yoga at the core of the hotel, I thought, OK, so what's next? And so I said, OK, we're going to do some rooms and every room has to be really in a very Parisian way, because, of course, people that come to Paris, they want to be in a, in a Parisian spirit. But we thought, okay, in this continuity of doing like the yoga at the core of everything, we're going to put some cushions in the floor so that people can meditate. Uh, we took off every TV in, in the rooms uh, because, you know, I really wanted people to be able to disconnect, to be able to just be comfortable with what's around, be able to uh, enjoy what's around and not being distracted by other things. So we only put like a stretching bar in every room so that people can come and stretch. So the idea was that everything that people see, everything that people smell, uh, reminds them to be able to slow down, to be able to enjoy what what's there. And so um, we worked uh, for for a couple of months with a feng shui um, teacher and architect to be able to build the room so that even uh, things that people cannot see or smell, but things that people can feel, even that was supposed to bring them back to um, to, to to what's yoga. And um, of course, we are uh, zero waste and zero plastic. So it was super fun to be able to go and speak to all those small brands that create around um, sustainability and be able to speak to them and, and, and you know, to source an amazing shampoo and amazing conditioner. But everything was supposed to be like the only things that we have in the room are super sourced, but it's not too much because I, I really wanted to be able to bring my clients to this uh, really fundamental thing that less is more. So not having like... 10 shampoos and 10 conditioners. I did a bit what Soho House did at one point and that was really cool. For me, it was really like, okay, how can I do less but still be in a super like quality type of atmosphere? And um, so yoga, then there was the rooms, then the uh, meditation room. And then I love flowers. And in Paris, because the city is so uh, noisy and so stressful, I wanted to create like this little, uh, I would say like... Um, 
like like a barrier where people just come and something in, in the energy of the place uh, gets out all the bad energies. And so the flowers have this amazing uh, uh, quality of of, of, of of being able to disconnect and being able to, you know, like I, when you're around flowers, you just want to like smell them. And I don't know, there's like this souvenir from like when you're small of like, you know, like the green and the, and the forest. And so for me, that was super important. So we have this amazing florist at the entrance and then we have um, a plant-based restaurant and I've worked for a really long time with my chef uh, was, uh, who is um, that lives in London now she teaches in Bali and she's a really creative uh, um, person that brings life into into this plant-based food that sometimes can be a little bit boring or can be too healthy for some people and since I'm Mexican and French and that I love food and wine it was a real challenge to be able to bring this amazing delicious and elevated plant-based food uh, into into a world and a market like Paris where food is already amazing where uh, chefs are already crazy and and you know there's uh, amazing food all over the place and it was a real challenge and uh, to end all this uh, concept and it's a, a really important part we have we started with one and now we have three uh, care rooms that's how we call them and the care rooms are three uh, um, rooms that we convert like there were first rooms and then we converted them to uh, uh, these care rooms and we have only a holistic therapy so the idea was that mm. in Paris you already you can have an amazing massage in, in in any really good place but you cannot really have a, like an energetic massage or you cannot really because for me, when 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 the body has something like a, uh, has a pain, or or when the when you don't feel good in your body, it's like the body is trying to tell you that there's an emotion that is stuck there, and you're not really uh, connecting with that emotion. And the idea with the care rooms that we created and with the therapies that we have is that they're supposed to be, to read. I mean, for example, you come and you do like a cobido, that's like a face massage. Uh, I want my therapist to be able to see like, okay, I feel like here and here there's some pain and this is related i don't know to the stomach and the stomach is when you're angry so maybe we need to work out like with who are you angry or are you like you know to be able to help people uh, to understand their body to understand like like okay what's the emotion how can i become responsible of my health and then being able to 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 with the help of this therapist and 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 with the yoga and everything to be able to solve and to be a healthy person in a healthy body with a healthy mind and um and yeah, so all this hotel, like all this concept is around like in, in every, uh, if, if you go to Mesa or if you go to a therapy or if you go to the hotel, everything is supposed to bring you back to you, uh, to bring you back to uh, to what's healthy, to bring you back to like my, my real aim with this hotel was, was to open up a door. If it's the door with plant-based food, if it's the door with a the therapy, if it's a door with yoga, to be able to open the door um, so that people can like enter this this room being like, okay, there's a way that I can live better. There's a way that I can live in a better place that I can, you know, like just move better in my life. And so that's the whole eth ethos of OI. And of course, all the people that work with me, when they work with me, that's always what I'm telling them. I'm, first, they have to be, they have to feel good working with me. So they have free yoga classes, free osteopathy. Uh, I'm instead of giving them like um, 
sometimes, you know, they want, uh, they're like, okay, Charlotte, can I have a little like augmentation uh, uh, of my salary? And I'm like, okay, but I give that, but I also give another possibility of like paying like a, a like a, a psychology, like psychology and to be able mm. to bring them to a kinesiologist and, you know, to be like, okay, I know that you want this, but maybe another advantage that I can give you is this. And this door is another door for you to be able to know yourself yes. and to be able to feel, to feel better. So I'm always like, I'm like testing and learning with, with people that work with me, but really what, what makes me happy and what makes me passionate about what I do is like help people, help people to feel better. Mm-hmm. And, and that I have this amazing luck to be able to do that with Oi. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at you and it's so beautiful watching you shine and light up when you talk about this hotel that you've birthed into life. And I and I yeah. just, it makes me so happy because this is truly what passion is. And I'm seeing you embody that right now. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this is why I'm in this industry. You're reminding yeah, me of that. Um, and you know, I'm very much in the wellness space. So what you're talking about very much aligns with my personal values. And I love your viewpoint when you have someone on your team who's asking for a higher salary. And then as owners, we're like, okay, what do we do? We gotta make this work. We gotta, you know, do we do we want to raise our salary or not? But you also want, you have other options for them. And I've actually never really heard of that talked about before. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, I wanna go back to kind of back to the beginning. So we have the concept of Hoi, which is so incredible. Um, how many rooms is the hotel? Uh, the room is 23 rooms. 23 rooms. And how did you find this piece of property? Um, so we, uh, in Paris, there's only, and that's a thing that I somebody told me last year, um, there's only 57 hotels a year mm-hmm. that are sold. So there's really like, it's a super, it's a big market, but only few people really sell uh, their hotels. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, and, and sometimes when they sell, they sell, they sell at a super high price. So it's complicated to find. And when you are like, I don't know, a big fund um, or, or when you have like a lot of money, it's super easy. But when you're like a family business, when you need to be really careful about how you invest your money with who, uh, it's it's complicated to find an hotel to buy in Paris in this like amazing, um, this amazing city. So we looked at, I don't know, maybe 15 or 16 hotels. And one day I was with my mom and we were walking around uh, La Rue des Martyrs, which is uh, an, an amazing street in the heart of the ninth uh, um, quarter of Paris. And uh, my mom s- s- sees the hotel and she tells me, and I, since I'm small, I think a hundred times my mom sees one hotel, we go into the hotel and we start speaking with the receptionist or we, with whoever is there. And we're like, oh, how many rooms do you have? And can we visit a room? We would like to you know, rent a room for a friend. And so that's how we enter that hotel. And um, we see that there's this really old man and so my mom that has a lot of instinct, she's like, mm, maybe we should ask like the girl that helped us like buy and look at the hotels if this hotel is like for sale. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and so that's how it really started. But the owner, because in Paris, you have the property of the walls, like you have like the the, the walls, and then you have the property of the commerciality of the place. Mm. So it's like two things. And so at that moment, uh, there were two different owners, one that had like the hotel and that was the operational part and the other that had walls. And with a little bit of research, we found out that actually the 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 person that was the the the, the owner of the walls, uh, he actually you mean like the owner of the place. land, the owner of the building. Exactly, exactly. The owner of the building, exactly. Got it. Yeah, the walls. It's uh, how we say in, in, in France, but yeah, it's the the building. Mm-hmm. And so we figured out that that guy wanted to sell, but because the guy that was in the operations, like this old man, didn't want to sell, it was super. It was complicated because mm-hmm. to sell the whole thing, you have to you know be able to own the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we send at that point my grandfather. Uh, because he's uh, he's the, the one that started this whole business with my family. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, let me go and speak to this old guy. Maybe I'm going to be able, you know, to tell him that we are actually a family business, that we're going to take over that business, but like it's going to stay in this same family line. Mm-hmm. And so actually my grandpa is the one that convinced <laughs> this um, old guy. Yeah. To sell us uh, the the operational part, and then when we had the operational part, we went to see the guy that had the building, and we're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, can we buy both?" Mm-hmm. Wow! And so and that's so, how it came. Yeah. What year? It was like uh, it was it was it, it was a. Uh, I, I really buy. I mean, I, I I truly believe that you know there's a destiny. And there's something. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of work, but at one point, it's also like my mom just felt it was that building, and then we visited, and then we sent it my grandpa. It was like a, a, like a whole super unbelievable thing, but actually worked out. And uh, and and of course, this this old man when we were doing all the construction, he was you know because old old man hates you know change, and mm-hmm. he had this hotel for like twenty years, so he was like, "Oh, are you gonna change?" this or can we because there was a turtle living in the place and he was like can you keep the turtle and we're like yes we're gonna keep the turtle do you have the turtle no (laughs) the turtle died oh Oh. rest in peace <laughs> and 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 then a couple of months after the the the, the, the old man died and uh, and that's why he wanted also to sell because none of the children wanted to take over the the business mm. and so he mm-hmm. was like well okay so yeah. it was like, like it was a coincidence and it was also work and it was also timing because timing is timing is key all the time like in a love story in work in in you know it's like a couple of things mixed together and now a word from our sponsor Solanus is an intuitive property management system powered by a business intelligence engine, offering the hospitality industry a single robust solution for managing hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, and corporate housing. Its ease of use, streamlined onboarding, and 24-7 support make it the preferred PMS solution. Headquartered in San Diego, Solanus is the vision of hospitality experts and technologists who believe it is time for a new era in property management. Ready to discover how they can work with you to elevate your property? Visit solanis.com to get started. And now back to the show. Wow. Wait, so what year did you find the building? We found the building in uh, 2018. And then when did you open? 
And then uh, the building was super old. So we had to close and we closed for almost two years. Mm-hmm. One year because we had to like break everything inside. And then there's like a little... Uh, ingredient in the in the construction that's called amiante which is a little bit dangerous so nobody could enter the place for for a year Mm -hmm. and then we started working with architects and then we opened in january 2020 so three years two years after so what are some lessons learned between those two years of opening your first hotel oh my god that's (laughs) like uh are we gonna be here a while uh, we're gonna we're gonna no but like i mean it's 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 I think it's it's harder to like have a project, imagine a project, find find the building and it's like that those two years were longer and and harder for me than then having the hotel and then uh, doing the operation because that's what we do in the family so that's easy mm-hmm. but all the part of like having an idea because of course today it seems easy because the place is there and 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 I don't know how with what magic everything just falls into place but it's it's super hard to have an idea and to be able to actually then work with people, with architects, with construction companies, and being able to exactly explain um, what you actually have in mind. And so, for first, I was I was really I was really uh, uh, young because I was twenty five years old. So working with with people that are way older and being like because at the beginning everybody loves. Uh, the concept mm-hmm. and everybody loves a concept that's out of the box but then being out of the box also demands way much work because when when I was speaking for example with my architects I was like okay so this is a yoga hotel so we really have to like to think yoga to be yoga so but in every in every way so for example please don't bring me um industrial uh paintings please mm. let's try to do at least 80 percent of the hotel of like already used materials and so all of that work that demands of course a lot of work and a lot of research that they're not used to do that pretty quickly became a problem because they were mm. like uh no i mean we sign like this contract with this timing of work and your daughter as is asking us to do things that we're not used to do so it, it was always like okay you knew that i was you know trying to think out of the box you knew that i was trying to do a project that was different mm-hmm. and now you're always you know it's always about the money and so they were yeah. like no but we need to be paid more and you know so so, so like mm. a weird energy um at pretty quickly installed in like the relationship. So I had a, a really hard time with my architects that finally, uh, that we finally fired because mm-hmm. after a year and a half of working with them, mm. it was almost like a patchwork of like bad, of yeah. like bad things, bad energy. Mm-hmm. And, and they couldn't like never understand. For example, I was like, okay, there's so like in France, we have so many wood that is like not like that somewhere and nobody's using it because it's different because there's like all, from all doors. And I was like, we're using a lot of wood. Let's mm-hmm. like the money that I want to invest, because mm-hmm. if we have to invest somewhere, I want to invest it in that. Let's go like here. I, I had like, a I don't know, 10 links of like a, of, of addresses where we could go speak to the guys. And the guys were like, you want the wood? And we're like, yeah, I want the wood. I want this amazing, like real wood because I want to do doors and I want to. They were like, oh, OK, so for nothing. Mm. We could go buy the wood, mm-hmm. and then of course it was like the the the, the manual work. Then then after yeah. uh, people had to like work, but I, I'd rather invest in people working with their hands than mm-hmm. going to IKEA mm-hmm. buying some pre-done things. And that, for example, for them, it was like crazy. 
And so at one point they did like, yeah, don't worry. We ordered like real wood and then all false wood arrived. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like really like early in the morning and we were supposed because, you know, at one point you have to open. Mm-hmm. So like things have to be good. And my yeah. mom was like, Charlotte, you're like getting late. We have to open quickly. And I remember having all that wood and I was like, oh, my God, like, like, I cannot believe they did that. And I called the guy and I was like, you have to get everything out. I would never open an hotel with these mm-hmm. things are like false wood, false yeah. everything. I mean, the client will like people will just. and, and It's an energy like, thing as well. So. I ho- and I was like, I know that people are going to like, if, if if because my mom was like, but nobody's going to see it. And I was like, no, people are not going to see it. They're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. But, 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 you know, it's, it's, of course I sounded crazy because it, my mom was like, but feel what? And it was like, well, feel, feel that it's false. Yes. And, you know, it, it was, it was so that, that was the, the hardest part of the mm. two years of construction. Mm-hmm. It was first finding people that could, that were really like, um, engaged and being like because it's something to say like yeah i love your project let's work together and then having people really like okay we're gonna do the the hard work we're gonna do the extra mile and and you know people that that really have like that put a meaning into what they do and 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 those two girls two architects they were i guess too old they didn't want to work as much i don't know but it was a hell like all over the place until mm-hmm. I found another girl that was not an architect, mm-hmm. but was um, really creative and exactly in the mood of what I wanted. And she was like, okay, I'm not an architect, but I can for sure help you like uh, get everything together because I mean, I love decoration and I love like putting everything together, but at one point it's a job. So I was yeah. like, uh, I don't know if that, and I was young. So I like, I, I, I felt like I need like a, like a partner or an associate and my mm. mom and my mom, she's really good with like finding buildings and everything. But then in the concept, she was lost. She was like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So thank God I found this amazing girl that's called Sabrina that helped me and was really my partner. And she worked with me like an associate and, and thanks to our job uh, to together we 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 figured out how to get first all the like decoration mm-hmm. and then of course there was all the amazing part of like amazing and hard part of like finding your uh the people that you're going to be collaborating with so the people that are going to be working with the people that are going to be like part of your family mm-hmm. because that's also super important and so Pretty quickly, I was like, okay, I'm Mexican. I know that Mexican people are really hardworking people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I want to work with Mexican people. So I went into a Facebook group of like Mexicans in Paris. And I was like, guys, como están? Soy Mexicana. <laughs> uh, I'm opening this crazy hotel around well-being. I don't know if you know about well-being or not, but trust me, come with me. I want to work with you. I want to be able to, to connect with people that are from my country because OI is also, it's really inspired from my Latino roots. It's really, mm. uh, um, it, it really comes from like, OI is my French and my Mexican part. And, and I really wanted both. And, mm-hmm. and I did an, a, a really good job. Now I know because I, I've hired a couple of people that are still with me that really believed in the project that really, um, uh, that that sell the project every day to the clients that are super patient and and really it's not an hotel like every other we have so much work and it's and I, I'm super uh, exigent with with a lot of things so so yeah so it was it, it was it was a lot of work but I would say like the hardest part was mm-hmm. really to to 
to get the project down in a paper. It was really like, like make people understand where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And that was really a hard part because even I, I was like, I mean, I have an idea, but you know, like between the idea and what you really do, there's a world of difference. Yes. Yes. It's the development process. Um, the con like creating she's concept, like, which is cool. It Yes. Yes. It's cool. But to actually execute on that, it's, it's a very difficult journey, especially because you're an independent boutique hotel and you have 23 rooms, you're under 50 rooms. It's, yeah. it's a harder journey, but like how we started this podcast, seeing you shine, this hotel seems to be an extension of who you are. Would you say that's correct? Completely, completely. I mean, uh, and that's why my mom is like, nobody but you can really mm-hmm. be like behind it. And so today in, 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 um, in, in our uh, evolution where I want to like open other oils, it's really hard because I cannot be at two places in the same time. Mm-hmm. And so today it's like, okay, how can I how can I expand? How can we, because I'm Mexican, so I would love to open a yoga hotel in, in, in Mexico. And I'm like, okay, but I just like, I, I, like I would have to move there, but then I would have to leave all Paris. And so, mm. and, and it takes a lot of time to be able, even the people that you work with, to be able to really give them everything you have, like your passion and everything. So that they're able to do that for you when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I want to get into, so we, you know, you were born in Mexico, right? Yeah. No, I was born in Paris, but lived in Mexico until I was 13 or 14 years old. Ah, uh, where in Mexico? Mexico City. Ah, oh, oh my gosh. I'm trying to go. I it's been calling me there because of all the creative energy I feel like is just in that land right now. So and food is amazing. Yeah. Yes, I have heard. Um, but I wanna ask you, how do you bring your Mexican culture into your hotel? So first, the name, which mm. is Hoy. So mm-hmm. Hoy is, means uh, today in Spanish. Yep. And of course, with all this yogi uh, energy, it's about being here today. So it was. it's a gentle reminder of we have the present moment we have today and what are we going to accomplish today? So that was, that was a really first, uh, the, the, and it also means home of yoga in English. So it brings a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring it because I, I, I employ a lot of Mexican people. The plant-based restaurant is inspired, uh, from the Mexican culture of how you eat. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of tacos. We have uh, a lot of pan de muertos. We have a lot of, of spices in every food. Um, and so, and the name, uh, we have the food, we have also all the communication around it. So we have a lot of totems and totems is a really important part of, of Mexico's because we have the pyramids, mm-hmm. uh, we have all the, and it's also the balance with yoga. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain, but everything at one point just unfolded like, okay, oi means today, it means home of yoga. The totems is exactly what I want. I mean, mm-hmm. at one point in a project after like really thinking about it and speaking about it. And it's it's a lot of like speaking to people, you know, I remember mm-hmm. pitching the project for two years, you know, and everybody was like, okay, a yoga hotel, that's weird. And it was like, yeah, but imagine that and imagine that. And people were like, mm, yeah, it could be nice. And so at one point everything unfold. And, and, and of course in those two years, also what I've learned is that there's some people that just 
directly understand where you want to go to mm -hmm. just like instantly understand you instant like it, you know the energy is good and some others where the energy is just heavy and it's hard and so i know that sometimes in life you cannot always work with people that are like in your same energy and everything but at one point when it becomes too heavy you need to let it go like yeah. okay it's not working and it's no problem it's not you it's not me it's just us together not working and so For example, with my graphist, that she's, she's an amazing Mexican girl. At the beginning, I was like, mm, I'm not sure the energy is going to be good. And then at one point, everything just, you know, mm. went good. And she understood exactly what I want to do. And she wrote all the, all the um, website. And so, yeah, I mean, I work with a lot of Mexican people. That's, and I think that's what brings a little bit my heart into Mexico mm -hmm. because I live in, in, in Paris now even though I go a lot to Mexico at least one or two months per year I have my dad living there my sister really the fact of even in, in the hotel everybody mm -hmm. speaks Spanish I mean we I really we go in the kitchen we speak we yeah we, we speak a lot of um a lot of Spanish and so even the French people that work with us that don't speak mm -hmm. uh, Spanish now they know like a couple of words and we do a couple of <laughs> private jokes in 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 um, in Spanish so yeah I love that they didn't realize like this is also my job and I get to learn another language um I think that's incredible and I think that's something that we need to discuss in our industry more often is as you're an independent boutique hotelier these hotels are an extension of you they're also an extension of your culture and being open to sharing that I think is very um important And I also want to now talking about land. So the hotel is in Pigal, is that correct? Exactly. So I know that that area has changed a lot. Can you talk to us about how it's evolved, how you've seen it evolve even before the hotel and then now right. coming and having a hotel in an area that's been gentrified? Completely. Um, so the nine uh, is really like it's, it's it's the neighbor of the 18th neighborhood in Paris. And in between those two neighborhoods, so there's Montmartre, which is really mm -hmm. touristic. And actually, my I, I also have a wine bar in that uh, area. Ooh, wait, and what's it called? What's it called? It's called Jizu. Oh, very It's a wine cool. bar and a cocktail bar that I opened when I was 21. Oh. So a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And... That neighborhood is the neighborhood where my grandparents used to live. And mm -hmm. at that time, it was super dangerous. It was a super dangerous neighborhood. My uh, uh, grandpa got shot mm -hmm. in that street mm. uh, like 15, 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. In the yeah, same yeah. area where the hotel is in Pigal. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And there's like a whole street where it was really actually known for the cabaret. So there mm -hmm. were uh, two or three places where there were like a little bit sexy, naked, artistic mm -hmm. girls dancing. So there were a lot of dancings and there were a lot, a lot of, of sex shops. Mm -hmm. yep. So for, for a really long time, people went there a little bit for the for the fun and to discover like like crazy things a little bit like in amsterdam you know you have mm -hmm. this neighborhood of um i don't know what's what's it called but this crazy red light district exactly yeah and so that was a little bit what what, what was uh, in, in that neighborhood so in the really like it's really in between there's like a big mm -hmm. street in between the 9th and the 18th mm -hmm. and so in the 18th you have montmartre and that was pretty dangerous mm -hmm. and then but it's really like it's five minutes walk mm -hmm. and then you have the 9th and mm -hmm. the 9th for a really long time well it has always been 
uh, not so touristic because it's really a part where Parisians live. So mm. if in the 18, you have only people that tourists and and small coffees and everything's done for, like, for the tourism, in the ninth part, it's really Parisians living there. And that's what I liked about opening an hotel there. It's because everybody wants to open an hotel where you have the Tour Eiffel, where you have uh, like really touristic place, because it's true that it's uh, people come because they're near something that they want to see. But at the same time, I, from the beginning, wanted to open this hotel to be able to bring Parisians together also mm-hmm. and to be able to say, okay, the tourists or the yogis that come to Paris, they don't want to be in a touristic hotel or mm-hmm. in a touristic neighborhood. I mean, I don't want to be in that when I go to Barcelona or to Madrid or to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I want to be in a place where the Madrilens are there, where the girls from Amsterdam go to do yoga. And so I really chose, and that's what we loved about that street and that neighborhood. It's like, it's close from something touristic, but not really in that zone. It's, you have to walk a bit, but you're really in the heart of, of, of a place where people live. And Mm -hmm. that street, we bought it in. 2017 <laughs> so in the last in the last five years uh so the street where oi is uh actually has completely exploded so a lot of old uh um, restaurants got sold mm-hmm. bought by the new generation of mm. hospitality people and so now we have a lot of amazing little boutique hotels a little uh, like a, a bunch of little grocery uh, uh, biological shops that opened we you, you can do a pottery you know when you like sculpt things you can do oh. ceramic yeah no it's crazy it's crazy really oh. like now the neighborhood it's we teamed up all together mm-hmm. to be able to create like the best neighborhood. Wait, I love what you said there where you teamed up to create the best neighborhood because, you know, so I started off this question with a word that I think can trigger a lot of people, which is gentrification. And it's something that I've struggled with mm-hmm. being in this industry because it's like a fact is that we do gentrify areas. But I yeah. so love that I asked you this question because I didn't know what you were going to say. And I didn't realize that Pigal was like this, that it was really community coming together and keeping that independent spirit within the area. So it's okay, everyone. Are you listening? It's possible. This is possible. Um, By the way, next time I'm in Paris, I'm so coming to visit you. I've been waiting for you for like the last two two years. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm late. I'm so late. But I also think you have a point. Because if we look at Gen Z and like that in between the Gen Y, Gen Z in between period, which I think you and I both are, we I don't want to stay in a city center. So I did Europe for summer and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. where I stayed in London was Bayswater, which I loved because there was like two other hotels in the area and it was all locals. Everything was independently owned. You could walk, you know, to Marlebone and, you know, go to Oxford Circus, Mayfair, all that. But I stayed in an area that was a little bit far. I could easily take the bus, which I loved. I think people forget in London how lovely it is to take the bus. And then I was in Florence. And I also stayed outside of the city where I I had a car coming in from Tuscany, but I could park it there. And if you know Florence, it's like you can't drive anywhere. But I was right outside of that. I would just walk down the river 10 minutes and then I was, you know, where I wanted to be. But I think you're really onto something in terms of travel consumer behavior is that we're moving towards kind of being not right in the center, but we are looking to be close, but a little bit outside. Exactly. And there's always this thing of like, 
taking time to like walk that river, taking yeah. time to, cause, cause this heuristic thing, I'm like everything I want, I like in one point in one center and you don't have to move. And so people don't walk anymore. People don't look anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always about like the whole neighborhood. You actually can walk for hours, but you go and you, and you, and you stop somewhere. And then, and so it's also about taking time, you know, and mm-hmm. that's a thing that tourism has to like go back to. It's like, take time to look at things, take time to visit things. And it's yes. like another form of, tur- of tourism today. And I think our generation, mm-hmm. it's really what we're looking for something more authentic and 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 less touristic. Yes, exactly. And um, I think it's also we've been hearing this law in the industry, but it's slow travel. So instead of going to like 500 cities and like, okay, we're going to go everywhere. It's like choose two places, stay there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's through energy we ground into the land that we're on. And I don't know if a lot of um, tourists think like that, but you can see behavior changing when you talk to your friends. Or I think what would be such a cool study is to see the data. You know, I'm sure that we could partner with someone and figure out like the length of stay, why that's adjusted. Um, Because I think that there's a deeper root cause. And we all know, like this is a hospitality podcast, but I only have conscious souls on this podcast um, where we're very aware of energy and who we are as people. And so we've changed. I think after 2020, it's evident it had been changing, but it's tangible. Now we can see it. Um, And then I just want to end our conversation by talking about feminine led leadership. So you are a woman owned business And just from hearing you, it seems like you are feminine first in your approach to leadership. And what does that mean to you to be a leader? Uh, Well, first of all, I, I didn't like really did it on purpose, but I, I work mostly with, with women in Mm -hmm. in my hotel. I, I, I come from a family where we're a Four girls, so my mom and my two sisters, and I have a really um, strong relationship with 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 women. I know that not all women feel comfortable around all all other women, mm-hmm. but to, today I, I being a being a feminist. I don't. I mean, it's 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 quite a complicated question because, yeah. for example, I I work with a lot of girls in 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 the restaurant mostly that had had horrible experiences with being girls in this industry which mm-hmm. mo- more in restaurants than in hotels yeah but that had had really um complicated um experiences and when i speak to other chefs that work and everything it's always about what's the place of the woman in this industry that was led for so many years by men mm. and 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 today uh, i'm I've had the, the the chance of always. Uh, first, I opened my my wine bar, and I worked only with men. But I really felt comfortable, and now I opened this yoga hotel where I also feel really comfortable working with women. And also for me, Oi is, and that's why this this girl that works with me and had this horrible experience. I've been we've been following her with this psychiatrist and this kinesiologist to be able to also. It's not about women being more strong than men. Mm-hmm. But it's more about everybody being at the right place. And so to be at your right place, you really have to be good with yourself, with what you mm-hmm. do. You need to feel legitimate about what you do, like really comfortable with with your strength and not, you know, it's about not trying to be someone else. It's about trying to be you. So for me, being a feminist is, you know, just 
taking your place with your strength, with what you don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. that's not a problem. It's like about learning and it's also, it's about teaming up. Yeah. So, so for me, being a leader is really about, it's not about taking what others have. It's not about, uh, it's about being, um, at ease in my place it's it's being like okay mm-hmm. this is where i come from this is the the chance that i have of mm-hmm. having a family that's in the hospitality industry i know that a lot of people uh, don't have that luck and today it's like okay how can i do to bring people together uh, give like hold space for everybody to have their their own legitimacy and 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 being at the right place and that's how i feel a leader, a leader should be. It's not about mm-hmm. taking from others. It's about putting people in the right place, at the right time. And 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 so I love working with girls because I love giving them that energy of like you don't need to fight against someone. It's like mm-hmm. I'm giving you that that place. Take it. Be uh, comfortable in, in that. And so that's a little bit the 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 mentality that I have with 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 the feminism and and with the and with being a leader and and it's mm-hmm. a thing that I'm always working but it's 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 giving people their place you know mm. like prendre place oh I think that's so beautiful I've actually never heard of it that way before so thank you for sharing that um I agree though that it's what I've noticed with the women's movement and then also specifically in our industry is like we're, we're so focused on gender equality, but what's happening, what I've noticed and with my own journey is that women who are coming into these leadership roles, they're losing like who they are, like they're as women, they're molding yeah. into, you know, how men work. And I think that it's now time to realize we work in different ways. We have different needs. X, Y, Z, you know, we have in Spain, right? They're giving off, um, they're giving menstruation leave, like governments are seeing it. And I think it's really beautiful how it's evolving. And I have like one of my biggest passions in life is like helping women remember their womanness. Like let's not, let's celebrate that instead of suppressing it. So that's completely, And that's, that's exactly what I do. It's like Mm -hmm. about just giving people the right to be themselves yep. and, 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 and being like, you know, work your strength, not be ashamed of what you don't do good. And, you know, if everybody was just comfortable with what they do, instead of being compared of being like fighting it against mm-hmm. something of war that, you know, we don't know it's, it's, I mean, it, it, it's a bit how I feel comfortable with, you know, going on with being a girl in this industry, with working with girls, with like handling conflict mm-hmm. all the time. And so, yeah. Oh, I love this. I can't wait to meet you in person and give you a big hug. It's like, you're right. It's many years too late. Um, I can't wait to come to Paris and experience what you've built and get to meet you. And I'm just so happy to know you, Charlotte. Oh, thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super happy always to be able to to speak, to be able to communicate with people. A lot of people write me like on, on LinkedIn. I love to share my experience and to team up and to be able to create great projects with people. So thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you think. To learn more about the world of boutique hospitality, be sure to check out our website, bla.org. And thank you to Solanas for sponsoring today's show.